Welcome. I'm Lauren Rosen, licensed marriage and family therapist. And I'm Kelly Frankie, licensed marriage and family therapist. And this is Purely OCD. Kelly and I are OCD specialists who happen to also be in recovery from OCD ourselves. Each week we meet to talk about all things OCD, one topic at a time. You may notice we try to bring a little levity and humor to our discussion around this deeply painful disorder, as this has been a very powerful tool for our own recovery as well as our clients. We tend to cover obsessions, compulsions, and exposures. There's also a Q&A at the end. If you would like, you can join us in the future. We meet on Mondays at 12.30 Pacific time on Instagram Live. And if you do find this podcast helpful, please leave us a review so we can gain more visibility to reach more people like yourself and help spread awareness of what it's like to live with OCD. Quick reminder, this is not intended as therapy or as a replacement for therapy. This is for educational purposes only. So without further ado, here is this week's episode. Guys, we're live. We're We're doing it live. We're doing it live. We really are. It's true. Um... So today, so, (laughs) so, um, uh, welcome everybody. Welcome. Glad to have you with us. We're going to be talking about emotional contamination OCD today. Mm. And today's episode of Purely OCD is sponsored by NOCD. So just a quick, you know, plug for them. Uh, If you're looking for uh, OCD therapy, therapy for OCD. Wait, take two. Ready? Hold on. If you're looking (laughs) for affordable. Yes. Accessible. Yes. Convenient therapy for OCD. Um, At NoCD, you can do live video sessions with a licensed therapist. In between sessions, you can get support from NOCD's self-help tools and peer support community. Take the first step toward getting better by going to www. Oh, my God www.nocd.com and book a free call. Sorry for my inability to speak. We're all learning still. (laughs) We're all learning. Well done. You nailed it. Thank you. Was that, is that a cell five? That was situation. Thank you. Thank you. Um, So that's exciting. We got sponsored by somebody that's pretty reputable and also I would like to say something about them is Please. that I've had a lot of my clients <laughs> um, use the, the app originally right mm-hmm. before they had actual therapists involved in every state. Um, and it was really quite helpful. Like you can build your own exposure log and it's a tool I often use for clients who maybe can't afford treatment individually. Um, yeah. It's a good, like a self-help book, but an app. Well, and then now they have therapists. Therapy, so, yeah. yeah. Um, good ones, so. Yeah, solid ones. So anyway, that's all good. Um, and today, shall we get into, this is not, this is for education purposes only, mm-hmm. by the way, just in case you were just, wondering. Just FYI. <laughs> After the Y to the Izzle. This is education only and not a replacement for therapy. That is um, accurate. What is it? Yeah. So with all of that said. Today, we're taking a deep dive into emotional contamination OCD. Yay. Yay. <laughs> wee. Uh, wee. So going to the concentric circles again. Mm-hmm. This one's going to feel like it's dipping into every flavor. You know, I was actually thinking about that this morning. And I was thinking especially about how anxiety can contaminate things for people with OCD. For example, you could have any flavor of OCD, right? All of these concentric circles, it's going to look like a big flower, right? We've got like our emotional contamination and then we got all of the other ones around it because the reality is that if you have anxiety, oftentimes you will have a fear that you'll never not have your anxiety thoughts. And if you have a place or a person that's associated with those thoughts, then that can be triggering too in this sort of emotional contamination kind of way. Yes. Can you give a concrete example just so people, I I know what you're talking about. Yep. No, that's great. So let's say I have harm OCD and I am living in a certain area of town when I have harm OCD, right? And it's really bad. And so a lot of places in that area of town 
I start to associate with that period of my life. So then let's say that I've gotten a lot of recovery around my harm OCD, but I live somewhere else now and not far away though. This is a very specific example, but like not too far away, but I, so I might go back to that area of town, but I might avoid certain places because I'm afraid that I'll be triggered because I'm afraid that I'm going to become anxious all over again, because it's like that area is contaminated with my emotional experience. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Absolutely. So there you go. So in terms of obsessions, that's one of them, right? Like, oh my gosh, I'm going to get this emotional ugh, on my, me. my past emotional on me. Um, another one. <laughs> so good. Sorry, Just, I'm, I'm going to so get it all over me. Do you, are you emotionally contaminated right now? Kelly? I am, no, I'm just, my hip hurts, but okay. Coming back to the Coming present back, moment. Present is, moment. Okay. Um, I almost said something really snarky, but I'm not gonna okay. about something else. Um, <laughs> not to you directed at something else. Okay. Anywho, anywho, um, a common one that I've seen is, and most of us, when we talk about emotional contamination, what we talk about typically is this fear that we're going to take on another person's traits Mm -hmm. um, or just become that person. So there's a lot of magical thinking involved with this obsession in particular. So it's, if I talk to that person, or if I have this thought about that person, I am now that person. Right. So, yep. That's a really generic version. No, that's such a good example, though. I actually saw some siblings who one of them had it for the other one. And, you know, like, oh, how interesting. Like, Ooh, I don't want to. That get makes close sense, to though. Uh, right. Like they don't want to get. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, totally. So I think um, that that variation certainly is. Uh, there's a lot of emotional or, um, yeah, magical thinking is what I was thinking. I also think that it tends to come up in the context of having a bad emotional experience outside of the context of OCD. So for instance, you get in an argument with somebody or you, maybe you yell at your kids and you have, oh God, who does that? No, don't yell at your children except for that happens. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, uh, you yell at your kids and you're now, let's say you're in a certain place or you're wearing certain clothing or you're, I don't know, holding something. Maybe now that, that object or that, that place or that, that piece of clothing is contaminated and it's anxiety provoking to wear it. Not only because it just feels off, but it, because it's going to bring about the memory over and over and over again. So this fear of like, I don't want to keep thinking about this, so I'm not going to wear that. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. Um, I've seen this in particular around um, actually two of my past clients who had lost parents. Okay. And it's just interesting. Like now that I'm thinking about it, that the two of them both had um, emotional contamination and um, it was very much related around the parents and death. But mm-hmm. that could just totally be random. It was just going back to that area. Right? Yeah. Like, yeah. Not touching their items for fear of, and really, you know, not becoming them, but just not dying. Hmm. That's interesting. It's almost where, where emotional contamination and real contamination meet. Meet. Yeah. Yeah. And I had like, two. Yeah. That is really interesting. I actually, so one of the things that I'm thinking about too is there's, I think it's an article on IOCDF and it's about classical and operant conditioning. Mm. And they talk about how initially if, let's say you have an aunt who has cancer and your aunt with cancer sits in a particular chair and you don't, you're afraid you might have health anxiety around what if I get cancer, that you might not sit in that chair. Not though, it's, you know, the, but again, it is it's more where it meets. Yeah. It's yeah. It's because it's not, and you can rationally realize that you're not going to get cancer from it's a chair. It's contagious, right? No, but there is a sense of like, oh no, now I have it on me. Now I have that experience on me and, or, you know, any variant of that. 
which can also be kind of like, what if I hear somebody else's OCD theme, right? Mm-hmm. And I, bec- I, you know, I get that's my new theme. Yeah. Well, it's not really contagious. No. You just no. have OCD. Yeah. Oh, you still have OCD though. <laughs> and look, if you're going to try and not have a thought, it's going to make it worse. Because that, that's right, the only problem. It becomes its own p- obsession is what happens. Yes, that you're going to pick up another obsession. Mm-hmm. Man, it's like the inception of of mental illness. That's what OCD is. And oftentimes with this, well, not oftentimes, but sometimes this can happen where the therapist can become contaminated. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yep. So client shares something that's triggering to them. And now they've associated, like Lauren was saying earlier, therapist as now a contaminant or they've been cross-contaminated. Yep. So yep. can Absolutely. be a huge roadblock to treatment. Yep. I actually, I don't know if this falls into contamination or if it falls into the category of emotional contamination. Again, it feels like it's this sort yeah. of meeting point, but this person, I, I've worked with people who associated uh, like garbage with shoes. And so that, mm-hmm. that their, their shoes were contaminated and things that got close to their shoes, right? Like it's sort of the same, it feels emotional. Um, sorry, I totally got distracted. Say that again, that garbage is associated with their shoes because touching. Right. And then it, it, but now they're kind of like contaminated, but not like, it's more of an icky feeling. Again, it's more like, it's, it's sort of a convergence of all of them. Right. It's, it feels more like Like they've become, yeah, that's more, I would say that's more, it's leaning more near contamination. I agree. I agree. But, but you're right. It starts to tip and it's think about it too. Like in terms of harm stuff is like, if you watch a horror film and and you go, oh my gosh, I just watched that. And now you start picking up on the traits of that individual who's a, you know, a sociopath mm-hmm. or a psychopath. And then you start checking for that or asking for reassurance for it. So yeah. it, it can dip into every single pretty much. Like a theme. Yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, I had a thought that um, I just drove my car into the wall. It's like, oh, well, now that's going to happen. Right. That's right. that. That's Don't think fear. about it. Yeah. 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 So, there's so the obsessions. By the way, if I may, yeah. just because I saw somebody ask about ERP, we will be getting to that. And if you want to submit a question, you can just click on that nice little question mark box to the right of the comment box, and we'll be happy to address it at the end if we have time. Well done, friend. Thanks, friend. Yeah, so compulsions. So Avoidance. Compulsions. Big time. Yeah, I don't, I don't want to go there. I don't want to touch that. I don't want to be with that person. None of it. Yeah. I don't want to have that avoidance of thoughts. Right. Yeah. Um, Make it go away. Yeah. And this can get really elaborate. Again, it's one of those themes that just can spread like wildfire quickly. Mm. Um, I think because of the, not that they, they all can, but I think you and I had discussed this not that long ago off camera mm-hmm. um, that emotional contamination can have, it's just the more just magical thinking gets mm-hmm. in the way yep. and it can be really debilitating. Um, well, and it can coincide with like poor insight, I think is what we're right. saying. So for anyone who's out there, you know, OCD diagnosis is on a continuum with better like great a good fair and poor insight and so most people are aware to some degree however that their thoughts are a little bit outlandish yeah right but but as you go further toward the the poorer insight you're more fused with your thoughts from an act perspective so it can be more challenging in that case and you're right i think that this particular form of, of OCD because it is, it's, it is magical by its very essence, right? The, the idea that you can catch an emotion, the idea that you can catch somebody else's personality, all of these ideas are, they're pretty mystical, right? It's like, I'm going to go and then you're going to become me, yeah. right? Like it's like a freaky Friday kind of situation. Yeah. Right. 
exposures yeah. are fun with this one. Um, yeah. Once we get willingness on board. Yes. But um, yeah, that's takes some finesse. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, avoidance big time because it's, you know, avoidance of anybody who even resembles them or a, a word that is inside of their name. You know what I mean? Like it can get really, it can get really pervasive. Yes. Um, shows that remind them of that certain trait. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Gosh, I feel but- like I'm not sure if this is right, but I, I think that this is the fear of like coming, becoming blind or something. I thought I read that somewhere. I haven't had that hmm. before. I haven't either. Casework um, or some type of debilitating. I mean, you mentioned the health. So I think that that's, I've read stories of it. I just never treated it like that. Yeah. Well, I think to your point as well, that there is so much overlap and they're all arbitrary categories like we talked yeah. about anyway. Yeah. So it's almost like one of the things I was thinking of a little bit earlier is that you could almost put some of the, the secret and the, what's yeah. the type of, you know, the sort of thinking around that into this category. Like I'm going to have a thought and that's going to contaminate my mind space. Mm-hmm. What is the type of thinking that I'm thinking about? Secret um, law positive psychology, yeah, positive yeah. psychology stuff, right? Yeah, or law of attraction. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So, um, other compulsions. Lots of mental mental ritualizations, right? Like mm-hmm. replacing the good thought with the bad thought, the good name with the bad name. Mm-hmm. Um, replaying. Replaying. Yep. To neutralize, like going backwards. Yep. I've seen it come out so many different ways though. It could just be like going through a door frame while having the thought of the person or the traits and then, Oh, got to undo it by going back through the door frame. Yep. So when you leave my office, you're going to do it once and you're going to hold that person in your head on purpose. You're going to do awesome. You're going to do so good. Well, question mark. (laughs) You're going to do so well. So, yeah. And I think that that is a a really nice transition into ERP for this. I mean, we Mm -hmm. can come back to compulsions because, you know, there are other things. I think avoidance is so key, though, to, you know, our initial discussion. And the idea is really to say, no, no, I'm going to think about this on purpose. I'm going to purposefully contaminate myself instead of trying to avoid this experience of contamination, much like what we talked about with sensory motor OCD. Right. It's just the bring it on. Yeah. Like bring it into my awareness and hold it there. It's right. fine. It gets to live there. I'm not going to do anything about it. I'm not going to try and push it away. I don't need to figure it out or what it means or whether or not something bad is going to happen. I'm just going to bring that potential into my awareness and feel whatever anxiety comes up and then continue on about my life Yeah, with the anxiety. I'm going to do my, my best version of that person's personality. Yeah. I'm going to really, I'm going to really try and imitate that person as much as possible. I'm curious what variants have you seen with like the personality traits? So I haven't seen a ton of that, to be honest. I mean, okay. I think uh, there's, like I said, I've seen some with like, I'm going to contract my, like my family members identity or, or things like that. But yeah. I'd be, it sounds like you've seen more of it. I'd be curious to know about your experience there. Well, it was one of my first cases and that's, mm-hmm. I think why it's like seared into my mind because it was a tough one, but, um, ended up being a really happy ending, yeah. uh, for that person, which was exciting. Um, I know. So anyways, no, I've seen it a few times. I've seen it where it's like, they're scared. They're going to not be funny, right? Mm-hmm. Like they're going to lose their humor and people in class who are not being, they're kind of making jokes that are less than par for them. They, or like, I got to bounce. Like, I can't even be in this classroom anymore and then go home and do tons of rituals around it. Mm. Um, uh, so this is, you know, the fear of losing touch with reality, right? Like schizophrenia mm-hmm. stuff can come on here. Mm-hmm. It's like, 
oh, I'm near somebody who has schizophrenia or someone who I perceive might have it. And now I'm going to catch it. I'm going to catch it because everyone knows schizophrenia is contagious. And Obviously. You can get it. There's no yeah, no. science <laughs> behind that. Or... <laughs> There's no science. No, right. it's no, absolutely. That's and that's again, that's where those concentric circles come into play. Right. That it really can. Sorry. No, that it just can sort of cross over with with any subtype. Like, I think that what you're talking about is like the mental health obsessions and that emotional contamination can have some bearing on that subtype. And that if you have POCD and you're, you know, watching a film about somebody, right, you might have the the fear that you're going to become them or that they're going to like get all of their bad on you. you. Yeah. Whatever it is. Yeah. I've seen it in the the relationship stuff too, Mm. where their primary obsession was not what if I cheat on them per se, but it's what if I'm around this friend who's cheated a lot Mm. and it's like gets on me. So the rituals were far more, it was just pervasive around hanging out with them, not with checking themselves Mm. and if they were actually like, you know, the person who's scared, they're not going to be funny anymore. They're not doing tons of jokes to make sure they're still funny. Right. It was just, it's the front end of it, right? It's like someone else is going to get on me. Right. Right. Well, and we've even, I'm just thinking about, you know, us off, off screen. uh, Let's do it. (laughs) Sometimes good. But well, no, sometimes you and I will both be like, oh no, did I get my anxiety on? <laughs> yes, the answer is probably yes. Always yes, because yeah. let's get anxiety all over each other. This is good yeah, times. It happens, man. It does. Uh, okay. <laughs> Sorry, I know we're totally going backwards. So we were on obsessions, then we did compulsions. Now we're going into ERP, or are we still doing comp- What are we doing? Where are we at? <laughs> I don't know. I think we we started getting into ERP, but then I think I took us back to compulsions. So I'm I'm taking us off the rain to rail. I went back to obsessions. So well, I liked it. I really did. Um, Maybe I did. Anyways, doesn't matter. I got my anxiety on you, and we're moving forward. (laughs) So (laughs) feels so good. So in so. terms of ERP, it really is. It's about getting around the person. It's about getting around the item. It's about doing the thing. It's about going to the place. It's about watching the the movie, whatever the thing is that, that you're trying to get away from so that you don't have the thoughts. Also can include things like imaginals, mini imaginals. So you have the thought pop in on a reminder several times a day that you might become somebody else. So you make sure that you remember it every once in a while so that you have the opportunity to flex your muscle, to notice the desire to ruminate, to notice the anxiety that's popping in and go, hmm, I'm not going to figure that out right now. You're, bu- you're building the, I'm not going to figure that out right now muscle. Yeah. Big muscle. Big muscle. We hope. Somewhere. Yeah. I, another one that I've had to do a few times because I got contaminated um, is that I'd have <laughs> my clients would be like, okay, well say for example, one of them's like, well, I'm going to the movies with, this is obviously pre COVID going to the movies with my girlfriend and they don't want to have the thought or anything associated with it. Like me yeah, come into play. And like, okay, what time are you going to the movies? Oh, you know, between seven. Okay, so I'm going to text you. Mm -hmm. Ding. Of course, consenting that they're okay with that. Right. They have to be willing. I'm not going to just be like randomly (laughs) forcing them into an exposure. Ah. (laughs) Um, That's always a fun one. If they're willing, if they're willing. It usually usually goes really well, actually. It's funny. Yes. if you're with a funny therapist, I like to think I'm funny. You are. <laughs> you're one of the funniest people I know. <laughs> oh, you are too. <laughs> this oh, morning man. was a good, you had a good line. Okay. Oh, I Anyways, did? What was yeah. it? 
can is it it was a it was a british it was oh oh yeah i remember kind of yeah any anywho anywho um so yeah there's the that's kind of like the cross it's almost like cross contamination right yes yeah well then yeah you get you there's maybe you it's not a direct hit you're not telling your girlfriend the exact anxiety but by proxy through me you're kind of right you're getting the the contaminant contaminant all over you yeah 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 Yeah. right and I just happened to see that's very kind of you you're you are very welcome we're really grateful to have the opportunity to talk about this stuff yes yeah we we like it we do we we do we like it so much we made a career out of it yeah (laughs) really into it yeah yeah So what, what else about emo- emotional contamination? I remember. I oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. I I lost it, but I feel like I remember Tom talking about this. Tom is our boss, by the way. And yes, he's a great boss. Yeah. Hey, Tom, if you're watching. Hey. Hey, hey, Tom Corboy. Tom Corboy. <laughs> <laughs> that I've worked for for my entire adult life. Okay. So I remember him telling me something about having a client back in the day where they were worried they were going to um, become paraplegic. And he would have them go into, like, stand in the, the handicap spaces of the parks. Do you remember this story? You know how he no. tells stories. No, yeah, but he does tell stories. He was my supervisor for several yeah. years, but I haven't heard this one. Yeah, he taught us everything we know. What can I yeah. say? Um, so I don't know. I mean, again, that's like it's where health meets emotional. Um, yeah, that is really interesting because we're yeah. talking about exposures. Definitely. So go stand in the the handicap spot. You could go stand. Oh. I just thought of a good one. Say it. Don't Let's you just love say it happens. What if you're worried about getting anxiety on you? So you go hang out in the waiting room of a therapist. Oh office. yeah, absolutely. That's and, good. In fact, rub your stuff all over it. So then you can have like a contamination towel, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, 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 that's a great one. Another one. Oh, I've had clients where they're like, I only wear this shirt and these pants to your session. I'm like, well, you probably shouldn't have told me that because now, you know, I'm going to make you <laughs> like put that shirt in the drawer. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and so let it get all over your other clothing. Right. And so a graduated exposure even might be, okay, they're going to wear these special clothes to, to the session. And now they're going to go home and they're going to touch those clothes with the clean clothes. Mm-hmm. And then until they're ready to actually wear the new you know, I want to see you in a schnazzy new outfit, folks. So. Totally. And and I, I think even sometimes people with contamination concerns generally will will sort of sequester the clothing when they get home. So maybe right. even an initial stage would be, I'm going to take off, I'm going to change, but mm-hmm. I'm going to put these clothes in my closet with my other clothes. They don't have to touch. You're right. They're just going to be in the closet so they get their essence out into the air around the other clean clothes. And then the next step maybe. Like, okay, well, I'm going to touch the clean or the, the contaminated ones with one hand. And then I'm going to touch my clean clothes with the same hand. And then I'm going to, right? Like, and then. Yeah, absolutely. There's so many graduated. Mm -hmm. And Lauren brings up such an important part in exposure and response prevention is that so many people come in and they're like, well, all my things are 10 out of 10 anxiety. And I can't just do this exposure. It's like, well, hold on. Because yeah. there are so many millions of steps in between. And even if you come up with one step less and that's too hard, I guarantee you we will find another step. Yeah. Yeah. Like we can And limiting in terms of other steps, uh, limiting how many compulsions you're doing is one step. Yep. You can do partial RP. You can actually not do response prevention. You can delay the response. There's mm-hmm. another step. So, yeah, there's all sorts of, everyone can do ERP. Yep. Yep. Yes, ma'am, they can. Show can. I like to trick my mind and be like, all right, well, look at the clock. 
So if I still want to ruminate on this in 30 minutes, like it's 10, I got to do it. I yeah. don't have to. I'm not willing to let it go. <laughs> then, then I will, but I'm going to do it. And I'm going to do it for a very short period of time. And then, I'm, and then I have to be willing to then just put it away. Yep. Yep. No, that's, that's right on the money. I love that you brought that up because it, what's interesting about that too, based on the research, especially, um, brain lock. Why do I, I, what? Oh my God. What is his name? Jeffrey Schwartz. Oh, Thank I you. didn't know you were looking for the author. Thanks brain. Um, <laughs> thank you, thank you. Buddy. um, so Jeffrey Schwartz, he did a lot of brain scans on people with OCD and found that the caudate nucleus is getting stuck and that it's telling the orbital frontal cortex that something's off or wrong. But he found that after 15 to 20 minutes of refocusing your attention on something that's meaningful, i.e. like not doing compulsions and then gardening. Right. I think that's the example he uses. Yeah. He uses gardening, yeah. playing an instrument. I just There's remember the one. gardening one. Yeah. I like gardening. Oh, I don't too. have a garden, but that's I like the dream. Garden. friend. That's the dream. He's going to garden. Man. <laughs> uh, so he, he found that the cardiac nucleus gets Weird. unstuck and you stop feeling so anxious about it. So if you give yourself the space, if you say, okay, even saying, you know what? Tomorrow. Tomorrow, Tomorrow, if I still really want to think about this, if I still think it's a good use of my time, then I can revisit this, maybe. But for now, this is off limits. I am too anxious. I'm not going to have a productive conversation around this anyway. Not going to end well. No. Not, and maybe not going to end, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Shoot. I know. And also, it just again, what I think you're talking about in another way of saying it is it's you're breaking the cycle in a really basic form. We're just stopping the cycle instead of impulsively doing a compulsion. Yeah. Right. It's like nothing requires that fast of a response. Nothing. Yeah. And so to say, all right, just even a few seconds can break up the OC cycle yeah. or the OC cycle. And um, it gives your prefrontal cortex a chance to kind of come online, which is executive functioning, language, rational thinking, and you can do a little cognitive work and say, hmm, so you're telling me that if I sit here and I ruminate on this thought that I'm going to find an answer, really? Because last time I did that, it didn't end well. So right. you are able to rationalize a little better because your amygdala turns down the volume of it, depending yeah. on how long you're waiting. But yeah, and sometimes the maybe maybe the amygdala doesn't t turn down the volume no, on the true. anxiety, but you if you're able to access your executive functioning, your rational brain, you can at the very least say, okay, I know what makes sense rationally, and I'm going to take that action even though it feels terrifying mm -hmm. to do so. Right. Exactly. Yeah. It's true. Okay. It's true. Should we look at some questions? Sure. Okay. Let's do it. Please. Oh, so somebody asked <laughs> what is emotional contamination OCD? I think I think we've covered that. I hope we've covered that. Yeah, please let us know. And then let's see. Does this relate to germs? Like something that you think is gross touches an object or something, and then that object is contaminated. So either and then it drags off, unfortunately. It's not the full question. So I think we kind of touched on that too. Would you agree? Yeah. Around it's, the real contamination versus emotional. Exactly. Exactly. So if your contamination is so severe, you can't do ERP without passing out. Suggestions. Wait, say that again? Oh, wait, hold on. Hold if ERP is so, if your contamination is so severe, you can't do ERP without passing out suggestions. Without passing out, like right. fainting. Yeah. I would consult a doctor if there's any physical. Yeah. I've had a client who's had this and um, need doctors on board for that one. Very important to get some sort of 
physical Loves. assessment and rule out any sort of underlying condition. It can if be you, like a vasal vagal response or whatever it is. Yeah. I get what it's called. No, I think that that is what it's called. Smart. <laughs> Sometimes it happens. <laughs> it's because you contaminate me in a good way. Oh my God. You're with welcome. your brain. Yeah, your men- your Mensa is coming through. The- <laughs> For the record, I'm not part of Mensa. I'm not that. Uh, but I think you could be right there. Okay. Well, thank you. I'll take that as a compliment. Do it. Please. Um, but in terms of when we work with somebody who has a severe reaction to your sorry. Uh-oh. My phone okay. is telling me I have low battery because okay. it's being special, even though I charged it all morning. <sighs> Acceptance. Acceptance. So <laughs> here we are. Here we are. <laughs> so what were they saying? The contamination. Nope. Oh, uh, you were saying oh, when the fainting. Have, yeah. If somebody has an extreme reaction to an exposure, that may mean a couple of things. One, it, and I'm not talking about the fainting. Get Yes, to your point, you got to get the fainting checked out. It's a physiological symptom. But if we're talking about largely uh, just having a, a really heavy response that you can take it slowly, right? You can, like we were talking about earlier, really break it down into component parts so that you're getting, you're getting a sense of mastery over time too. When you realize that you can hold out and not do a compulsion, that's a very powerful moment. Even if here's a real, here's the ringer here. Even if you do faint, guess what? You survived it. Big caveat, as long as... As long as there's no physical... That's why I said out of the I, gates. You, you nailed that, girl. Only because I've had experience with it and it was serious. Yeah. yeah. No, you do. You've got to get those things checked out. But ultimately, if your doctor says, well, you just have a tendency to faint when you get super anxious and that's what's going to happen, we probably set you up in a way that's physically safe so that if you faint, you're not like going to bonk your head or anything. But... Right. Okay, then you get anxious and then you faint. And usually, you know, when that is the case, I think it's a lot related to like there's panic disorder involved and there's the fear of the physical symptoms of anxiety and what if I can't, you know, you know. Yep. Yeah. So, by the way, I'm seeing some <laughs> questions coming through but I'm not getting to them. So, if you have a question, just throw it in the question mark box cuz I don't want to I don't right. want to waste everybody's time by trying to scroll through and get all the the questions, but we want to answer them. If we yeah. Can. Okay. Um, could you discuss the cause of ROCD? Well, that's not really in the context of this sort of subtype. We did do a recording on ROCD. You can check that out on Instagram TV on either of our pages, or you can go to our YouTube channel. So, which is purely OCD if you Google or if you go on YouTube. Um, Do exposures ever work for a while and then become compulsions because you use them to help settle intrusive thoughts? Yup. Pretty straightforward. Yes. I think that person had an idea, knew, right? Like they were listening to the fact that, yeah, I'm probably doing this to get some instant relief. Yep. Or if yeah. you're doing it to try to ward off any potential, right? Yep. Yeah. I think that's where the aim of ERP becomes so central. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Because if you are thinking, oh, I'm going to do ERP so that I stop feeling so anxious about this, then you are going to do ERP compulsively. If right. Right. Go ahead. Well, I was going to say there's something, you know, like, I don't know if you said it last time we met or the time before we were talking about mindfulness. Like if you're doing mindfulness uh, like properly and correctly, then it can't be compulsive because, you know, the base, the foundation of it is not to get the relief. And I think the same, yeah. And the same is with ERP. The goal is to present a trigger 
without doing mental ritualizations, right? You're trying to bring on a fear, whether you have a fear response or not is kind of irrelevant, but then to then resist the compulsive behavior. Yep. So you can't really, if you're doing it correctly, right? It can't yeah. be compulsive. Yeah. Yep. I agree. What is ERP? That's important. Uh, exposure and response prevention, which is the gold standard treatment for OCD. But I will say from my vantage point, I think Kelly probably feels the same way too. The most important part of ERP is actually RP. Mm-hmm. Because right. so the response prevention, the not doing compulsions part, because even if you just do response prevention, when you get triggered in your everyday life, that's going to help you a lot in your recovery. Definitely. In fact, I've seen a lot of clients, not a lot, but a handful where they've done a lot of the work on their own just from removing compulsive behavior, but there's, you know, a handful left that they can't push through on their own or they're just stuck a little bit. And that's where, you know, I can come in and Lauren can come in and be like, oh, here's some active exposures to do. Now let's try to resist the compulsive behavior. Right. But you kind of, go ahead. No, no, you go. Well, because it's ERP is just, it's bringing, it's got that bring it on quality. So it's really giving you a little bit more confidence around the experience of anxiety and intrusive thoughts. Mm -hmm. And it also has the ability to, no, I think that that's the main thing because I don't know, oftentimes passive exposures are far more anxiety provoking. True. The active ones. And I have clients even right now, I think we've talked about this, that do not, they don't respond to to active exposure work. It has to happen in the wild. Yeah. Yeah. Totally in the wild. Yeah. Um, Hold on. I'm going to go back to our questions. I mean, there's a few good ones in the feed if you want me to read. Yeah. If you want to look through and... This is an interesting one. Okay. Can you talk about how to deal with negative or toxic people at work and feeling like their energy brings you down by the end of meetings? Ooh. Well, so that could be OCD or not, depending on, right? I mean, listen, when we're around people who are negative, it's going to put us in a poopy mood. (laughs) It does. It does put us in a, it can put us in a bad mood. I think this is where potentially, and I'm going to be sort of thinking this through on the fly, so bear with me, but I think that's the only way to be all all on the fly, sister. So I think there's the potential for identity to get involved here as well with the, the discussion of empaths and highly sensitive people that there's an identity around. I really pick up other people's emotions that's like seen as positive, right? Like you're sensitive, Mm -hmm. you sort of absorb other people's emotional experiences that can keep people from making the choice to disengage from rumination and to just accept the feelings, which then won't last as long, right? They, because without the, the thoughts fueling them, right? Like if you're not continuing after a meeting, for instance, to think about the meeting and how awful the people were, then you're unlikely to <laughs> continue to feel crummy. Awful. Yeah. Right. People. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean though? Like, I think that there's that sense of, I don't know what, why it didn't come up to, for me sooner in this, but I do think that the, like, I'm an empath, I'm a highly sensitive person, right? Like that, not, and not saying that those things don't exist. Obviously there are people who are more empathic than others and who do tend to take it on. Yes. And it's hard to not. um, And that's like kind of going off what you said is just choosing to drop it, right? Drop the rumination around it Mm -hmm. and just experience the feeling of it. Oh, isn't that interesting? Let's get curious about this feeling. Yep. And just, and it always a light curiosity. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Not like, oh, I got to figure it out. Right. More of like a, huh. And it's more about the, the process of it than it is about the content of it. I'm not trying That's to figure right. out the content. I'm just trying to understand what it is to live with anxiety or to be in the presence of anxiety. Yeah. Isn't that interesting how it just did that when that person said this, huh? Like a, yeah. the a observation stance. Yeah. Yeah. 
that you're just observing the whole mechanism figuring itself out. Mm -hmm. Um, Also boundaries too. If this is unrelated to OCD. That is true. That is very true. Because we are therapists too. So (laughs) we are therapists. We are actually therapists. Um, Yeah. And I just saw sexual orientation OCD. We do know about that. And we actually have an episode on that as well. So Mm -hmm. if you are interested in looking that up on our Instagram TV, on both of our pages and also on our YouTube channel. Um, So shall I go on to the next question? Hmm. What are ERP options for happy memories or objects or places that you don't want to get contaminated? That's another good question. What was the first part though? What did you say? What, what are ERP options for happy memories or objects or places that you don't want to get contaminated? Yes. Oh man. Oh oh, man. Oh, I have bad news. Do you want, do you want to be the bearer? No, you do it. Yeah. It's the, cause I'm going to hear it and take it myself. (laughs) I think it's to contaminate them on purpose. Yep. Oh, it's so hard. It's like, you want to keep these things, but it's not so different from uh, regular contamination OCD. Right. And I I think I was reading recently and I totally agreed with this. It was in uh, Grayson's book, freedom from OCD that love that book. It's such a good book. It's on audible and I've been listening to it, but it's happy. Yeah. Yeah. But it, the idea that it's, it can be easier in some ways to recover from those forms of OCD, because once you've taken the cat out of the bag, there's no putting it back in. Right. The cat is loose. That cat is loose. And, and the issue of trying to clean the contamination or, or address the contamination. It's going to take so much time that the negative consequences of that are just people will say, screw it. I'm just going to be contaminated versus where, you know, other, other types it's, there's this promise of, of being able to figure it out somehow, or that they, that I think it's just not as pervasive when you do the exposures. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yes. I mean, I think I live with this a lot. Um, not so much anymore, but at the beginning stages of obsessed, obsessional thinking with my daughter was, you know, bringing up past memories that were negative and then having them around her and contaminating mm-hmm. her in some way. Um, cause she's my, she's the good, right. And I don't want to get her dirty yeah, um, in any way. So yeah, I, I get that, man. Do I get it? Yeah. But yeah. guess what? I don't have it anymore. Cause I did let the cat out. Yeah. Who let the cat? Meow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. I, I need some woof. sleep. Uh, girl, you're doing great. Um, didn't sleep yeah. last night. Just everyone in case anyone believe. cares to know. You are killing it. I don't know how you do it. <laughs> when your I child is sick, you don't sleep. Anyways, go ahead. I don't know where I was going, but um, yeah. So that I, I think that we great did question. cover it. That it's a great question, and also another reminder that we do try to keep these things fairly uh, specific to each of the subtypes. So if we're not getting to your question, part of that just may be that we're trying to really focus on this type of of OCD. Um. I'm looking through. I'm not sure. I have one there. Oh, do you? Yeah. Okay. Do you want to? Um, so this person says, so fear of turning into someone evil, but not fear of turning, uh, sorry, fear of turning into someone evil, but not fear of currently being evil. Is that emotional OCD, not harm OCD or POCD, or is it both? Can you say the first part of that one more Yeah. Time? Fear of turning into someone evil, mm-hmm. but not fear of currently being evil. Is that emotional OCD, not harm OCD or POCD, or is it both? It depends. Yeah. And again, it's OCD is what it is. Yeah. One diagnosis. Yeah. It's just one. 
F42.2, baby. <laughs> Mixed That's obsessional the- <laughs> thinking and thoughts. Yeah. That's the ICD-10 code for anyone who's counting. Yeah. Anyone um, who wants a diagnosis code, there it yeah, is. For your there intro. it is. There it is. Um, so, yeah. So, yeah. I, I think that if it's you're worried that you're going to catch it from something else or from watching something, then it might be an emotional contamination if you're just afraid that you might snap one day and, and become that way. Uh, that's probably, we would put that more in the harm or uh, even the mental illness obsessions category. Um, or you could have obsessions about both too. Totally. That's Actually, true. probably more so than not now that I think about it. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, this is live, by the way, because somebody asked. I did see that. Um Mm-hmm. anything else that you're seeing come up about yeah so someone said can you have ocd strictly in your head without anything physical um seems like it's all in my head but don't do any physical compulsions or repetitions correct mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um which is where you know people talk about pure obsessional ocd i promise you though there's likely some physical behaviors of avoidance of some sorts mm-hmm. that's going on. But yes, I'm, you know, for the most part, a lot of the OCD we treat is that, yep. is lots of mental ritualization yep. that you can't see. It's very covert ops. <laughs> very covert ops. It's so true. I think SEAL 6, SEAL 7? SEAL Team 7, uh, 6, 6. 6. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The... The only thing that often comes up in those subtypes too is reassurance seeking. Not always, but a lot of the time, the mental compulsions and the reassurance seeking are more pronounced in that area. One thing I was going to say though, is this might be a good moment to just remind people about what obsessions are and what compulsions are, because I think that that really highlights the why, why the compulsions don't need to be physical. Does that make sense? Yeah. Do you yeah. get into well, you, it? Yeah. So if we start with obsessions, these are the thoughts, feelings, urges, sensations that we experience that are unwanted. They're upsetting. They tend to be repetitive. So they'll keep coming into your head. They've got this sort of sticky quality to them that they're difficult to shake. And everyone has these. Every human. What, what's the... Stat, 99% of people have I, uh, have intrusive thoughts and the other 1% are lying or something. Yeah, like yeah, yeah, right. Exactly. So, so that's... With a, with a healthy functioning brain, right? Right, right. That's a side effect of being alive is having thoughts that we don't like, really. Mm-hmm. And these thoughts tend to cause anxiety, discomfort, uh, doubt, uncertainty, and that leads to compulsions. Compulsions. So compulsions are any behavior, anything, mental. Even invisible ones. Even the invisible ones. Even that. They're going to, the seal six versions. Mm -hmm. Um, So we break it down at our center as overt. So those are, are observable. Those are the things that are like checking. It's like anything we can visibly see with our eyes. Or washing. Um, Or washing, counting. Um, and then there's the covert, which is the covert ops. It's like no one really can tell unless you're an OCD therapist. And in that case, we likely can tell you're mentally ruminating. In Usually session. you get real quiet mm-hmm. and, and the, your eyes kind of are like, <laughs> what you say? That. Right. Yeah. I'm sure you've seen both of us do it on a live. I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure um, I can go back through. Yeah. And then there's the reassurance seeking, asking others, hey, do you think this is okay? Do you think I'm okay? Do you think this is okay? Mm-hmm. Um, and and then there's the avoidance. The big one, right, is just avoiding anything, potential trigger of any sort. Um, yep. So, yeah, I think that's pretty much. So, anyways, we're doing those. I forgot to say this. We're doing those to neutralize the obsession, mm-hmm. right? So we're yep. trying to get rid of it and say, don't do it. Don't have this feeling. Don't have these thoughts. They're bad. We can't handle them. Something bad's going to happen. And we're saying, "Mm, 
why don't we kind of like test the waters and test the theory here and just kind of loosen the grip, see if you kill someone or not. (laughs) Just give you a knife in my office. Right. Yeah. Aggressive. and it, it is aggressive. I like it. But all of that going back to this person's question about, about having only mental, non-observable OCD, that's where the answer is yes, because it's you're just doing all these different behaviors toward the same end, which is trying to get certainty. You're trying to make sure that you're not a serial killer, that you're not a pedophile, that you uh, are in the right relationship that, that you funny are enough. funny enough that you are etc clean enough that you're human and you're this right. is real that, that you're currently living in a reality yeah. yeah there are all of these things that you can try to figure out and none of those things really need any sort of external except for maybe if your compulsions are hand washing or checking or you know like a lot of these things it's all about trying to figure out your internal experience. Yep. And just to add to that is, you know, I think there's a high expectation when people come into the office and they think, oh, I'm going to just get in there, do exposures and be great. Right. Yeah. But I think we got to really give some time and stress the importance of the fact that we got to build insight into what's going on. Yeah, because a lot of times people aren't even aware of the mental ritualizations until even far later into treatment. Like, oh wow, I'm neutralizing that fear. Yep. Yeah, because it's so automatic. So we have to build insight, which takes cognitive restructuring, and it takes mindfulness, and it takes acceptance, and all of that before yeah. we get into the fun stuff. Yeah, before we the real dive sexy into the deep dive exposure <laughs> stuff so sexy <laughs> you know the bells and whistles though yeah you know I'm just gonna like I don't know think right. about the idea that I might be a murderer have that thought pop in you know that's sexy I, know. <laughs> I love but I do love when clients come in and they're like I'm so excited to do exposures like that's that's exciting when that happens but I'm always like okay well don't get too excited <laughs> yeah whoa, we, gotta, whoa, whoa. we gotta stow some a few things away here real quick yep yep so no, that's, yeah. that's so true. And I think that one thing to remember, just bouncing off of that, is that we are trying to reduce your symptoms, but we can't view your anxiety and your thoughts as the problem or as symptoms. I mean, they are, they're, but they're also symptoms of being alive. It's the process of trying to neutralize those experiences that are the symptoms that we want to pull back on that actually detract from life ongoing because thoughts and feelings they don't actually have to slow you down substantially and i think that you know that brings a point a bigger point to you know those are the clients that are like they're on a mission to beat their anxiety into submission and we aren't going to do that so Mm -hmm. me intentionally slowing them down is actually medicine for them because that's the response prevention yeah that's so true any other things that we want to try and cover? Any other questions that you saw coming up? I know we're probably rounding out up yeah, on the hour. We are. Yeah. And I do have a client. But well, thank you everyone for for joining us. We really appreciate it. And I don't know that we have a topic picked out for next week, but we will figure one out. If anyone has any desires for us to cover something that we haven't we also have a list so you can uh, direct message either of us about that and we will do our best to cover it yeah and also i'd like to say lauren since (laughs) i have you here um that (laughs) perhaps once we go through the subtypes is it because some people had asked like how do you support a family member is like you know i think lauren and i in the Pass had talked about, we will eventually run out of subtypes and for sure we'll talk about things that, you know, we can't discuss now, but we have a agenda. Yes, absolutely. We'll get to it. So, so yeah, and talking about OCD in all sorts of different contexts and also perhaps uh, revisiting some of the subtypes if there yes. are specific questions within them, because there are and, and definitely areas to be explored. So yes. 
Thank you to our uh, sponsors at yes. OCD. We really appreciate that. And anything else? All the great work they're doing. It's pretty awesome. Yeah. So, yes. And they're tre- at, at Treat My OCD is their Instagram handle. So check them out there too. Yes. Mm-hmm. Do that. And we will see you on the flip side. Try not to take your uh, thoughts too seriously. Cause yeah. Or the feelings. Yeah. Really Kinda, anything. Mm, <laughs> really just don't take things seriously. Yeah. <laughs> Try not to for the most Except part. for cats because they might. They're serious. Yeah. Mine's staring at me. Okay. I know your phone's about you. to die. Um, okay. I will see you, everyone. All we right. will see you. Thank you, guys. Bye. Bye. Thanks for joining us. Just as a reminder, this podcast is not therapy, nor is it intended as a replacement for therapy. If you need further support, we encourage you to seek treatment with a registered professional who specializes in OCD. If you have a moment, we'd love to hear what you think. Feel free to leave us any feedback by reviewing us on your podcast app of choice. You can find past episodes on our website at purelyocd.com. Remember, this podcast is for you, so please let us know what you would like to hear. We want to make our message as helpful as it can be. We hope you will join us in the future as we continue our discussion on all things OCD.